Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All those beautiful people in this neighborhood. Hey, let's beautify the neighborhood. <laughs> Stay indoors. <laughs> to get ahead in business. Good luck. Thanks. Oh, and I'm glad you gave me the right finger. Sometimes you have to play ball. Chester, my company sponsors a girls' soccer team. I'm coaching the ladybugs. That sort of goes with a promotion, you know? It's a big office right next to mine just waiting for a guy like you. What the hell you know about soccer? You kick the ball down the field into the net. <laughs> Try and control the ball. Ah. Forget the ball. Try and stay on your feet. Oh, I'm off to a great stop. What he doesn't know. Win the game, win the game, win the game. Could get him fired. Get the book, get the book, get the book. Ah. I can't look. Hey, what are you, a fish? What he's willing to try. What? Could get him arrested. No, you're crazy, Chester. It'll never happen. Chester put a boy on a girl's soccer team. Don't worry, if it's too tight, you'll get used to it. <gasps> Meet our new ladybug, Martha. Give her a big ladybug reception, all right? <laughs> After the game, no showers. Now all the girls are going skinny-dipping. I'm here to pick up my daughter, Martha. <laughs> get in the car, quick, these hills are killing me. But let the competition beware. Let them fight. Let's try to win at something. Nobody plays the field like Dangerfield. If you keep up the good work this time next year, you'll have 10 men under you. Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, Dave, can you make a women? Ladybugs. All I know is, I got a lot of balls. It's so funny when the girls are mad at soccer. Welcome to Recap and Gown, a podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks, joining me this week and every week. He sings like an angel and brings like a fish, the class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much. Had a bit of a mafia movie uh, sort of film festival on oh. Sunday. Uh, I, I don't know why. I was like, it's just, it was Goodfellas. Casino. I watched Scarface. Oh, and I also watched the original Scarface, the one from. There's an original Scarface. Yeah, which has uh, nothing nothing to do with Cubans in Miami. I was gonna say, is I it is it about Capone? Uh, I don't think so. This is some third gangster with a scar on his face, huh? Yeah, just some other gangster. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Capone before. But yeah, it was um nice. 
I uh, I forget how good Goodfellas is. It's uh, I I mean, it's my favorite film of all time. It is a flawless fucking picture. Like it's really, really, really great. Um, I had a recommendation. Now I can't. Oh, uh, on Hulu. Um, I believe. I'm guessing it was originally a French series uh, called The Interpreter of Silence. Um, mm. Fucking great. It's it's about a German woman. I think it's like 1963, I want to say. Yeah. Um, but she is an interpreter for Polish people that are coming to give testimony about what happened in Auschwitz. Mm. And um, she and I, I don't. I don't know why I didn't realize this, but like German people didn't know that happened at the time. Like they found out about it from the trials. And so she's interpreting and she's like, what he's saying doesn't make sense. Like I'm, I'm confused by some of these words. And then, cause she's like, I, I do like business contracts and shit. So she has to get a dictionary and she's like, what, why is he talking about a gas chamber? What is this? What is a concentration camp? Oh so she has to like learn about all this that happened from the interpreting she's doing. It is phenomenal. I thought it was German, um, but all the names in it are French. So it's either French or maybe like Swiss. But who it's fucking great. Yeah, I highly recommend that. Um, flying solo in the Lone Star State, this podcast chief youth sports and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Not much. That sounds was this based on like a true story or is it I fiction? Don't, I don't or? I don't know. I mean, I would assume that it's got, you know, some element of truth to it. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if this character was a real person or if this is like a cobbled together collection of stories from people that did this job. Um but yeah, like watching her there's a moment where she goes to the trial and is listening to like the opening statement from a, another person that she's not interpreting for and she is like very clearly wrecked from hearing this and it's it's long it's it's the guy the opening statement is just the prosecutor reading all the charges and it's it just goes on and on i'm just like oh jesus and these aren't like the hardcore nazis one of the guys like a gynecologist who just happened to also go work at the camp to kill people and shit it's fucked up um but yeah it's 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 it is but it's the acting is great and um yeah highly recommend it and uh, the voice acting is also good a lot of times if you get shit dubbed it sounds like shit (laughs) this Mm. they did a good job with the voice acting in it so yeah i am oh so you're not reading subtitles it's oh absolutely not english they they make they make some odd choices where whenever they say hello they say guten tag but they have that in german with subtitles on the bottom of the screen and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, weird choice to do everything translated except for like hello. They always say have them say Guten Tag instead of just hello. They want to remind you. Uh, they well, want to remind you. The, the German writing everywhere is a pretty good reminder. This, these people are German. Don't They're, forget. Don't forget. Don't, don't forget. forget. Yeah. Guten Let, Tag. Let's let's not Guten forget. Morgen. This is Frankfurt. Let's not forget. Um, this week we are talking about Ladybugs from 1992. I forgot to write down where it's streaming because all my shit was full of lies. So Dana, you lied to you. Yeah, (laughs) they lied to you. Hoopla, baby, hoopla. Dave Dave Walsh got a hoopla through his local library. Yeah, Um, rent it. Well, it said it it said it was on Showtime, and I'm like, I have access to that. And then I went there, and it's like, the fuck you? No, it's not here. 
the demo. I had right. I, it was uh, Paramount Plus via Apple TV. That mm-hmm. is how I get Paramount Plus, <laughs> and it was like no. And then to add insult to injury, I fucking then had to pay for it on Apple TV to rent it. And in the opening credits, it's the fucking Paramount Mountain. I was like, so it sure <laughs> is. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I went to go watch it on Showtime. It wasn't there. I paid for it on Amazon. So we know you can get it through Amazon or rent it through Apple TV. Hoopla. That be enough. Or Hoopla if you go to your hoopla. local library. <laughs> the insults. The in- it's, it's wild. Plus, you're at it again. I know I yelled at you a couple weeks ago because I thought mm-hmm. you purposely did not have an episode of... Uh, Untucked, Untucked wasn't on there. But that was just, I think that whole episode has been scrubbed from the internet for uh-huh. reasons we'll never understand. Uh-huh. But this, I was told by Just Watch, and then as the credits begin, Paramount Mount with the fucking stars on it. And yep. I'm like, my $4.32. <laughs> oh my God. So you can get it there. Um, the synopsis yes. via Rotten Tomatoes. Forced to coach a girls' soccer team, a salesman mm-hmm. stacks it with his girlfriend's son in disguise. This motherfucker is not forced to do anything. This is his idea. <laughs> he volunteers Correct. to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is his hustle, his swindle. Right. The rest of it, though, yeah, that's basically it. Just a guy puts a girl, puts a boy in a girls' soccer team. That's basically the entire fucking movie. Um, yep. Dana, if you could give us a rundown of who's in this movie. Must I? Isn't this Dave? Uh, is it Dave? Dave, you do it. I don't fucking know. One of you guys do yeah. it. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, Rodney Dangerfield as Coach Chester Lee. Uh, Jack A. Harry. Is that, is, is that pronounced right? Yeah, but she's yeah. just credited as Jack A. in this movie. She was a one-name person back at the time. Yeah, great. Jonathan Brandis as Matthew or Martha. Martha. Creative. Uh, <laughs> I... Eileen Graff plays best. That's uh, Chester. I don't know if they're fiance or cohabitating. I think they're just boyfriend girlfriend who live together. I, 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 I got relationship <laughs> questions. She's wearing a ring. At some oh, she's wearing a ring. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe sure. they're engaged. We'll talk about what's happening yeah, all of that's in a possible. little bit. Uh, Vanessa Shaw plays Kimberly Mullen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner of the company is Dave Mullen. That's Tom Parks. Um, who do we still give a shit about? <laughs> I don't know. Some of the players. Uh, uh, there, there's uh, one of the coaches is Farmer Fran, and another coach was the women's gym coach from Rock and Roll High School. Oh uh, yeah, Blake. So we got Clark. There. Blake Clark mm-hmm. is coach. Well, I, I always thought he was that Blake oh, Clark was a Murray. Uh, he looks like a Murray. Um, not exactly Rock and Roll like High School. But she's the Porky's. gym teacher from Porky's. Yeah, that yeah, grabs that kid's true. dick and breaks it off. Yeah, Bill Clockter. He was like, "How she? How am I supposed <laughs> to identify the penis or whatever the hell she yeah. does?" Like, yes. That's, her. <laughs> that's basically it, though. I mean, the, the rest of the cast is like a bunch of fucking nobodies. Yeah, Pester, Penny, yeah. Penny. That's a terrible Penny Pester. Name. Well, Andy Swanson. It's bad. That's that's no, that's plenty. Yeah, that's I I doing the deep dive. Pretty much all the girls in the team, except for like one. This is their only credit ever. <laughs> So yeah. like, yeah, a bunch of bunch of nobodies. Um, let's go around the horn here and give some memories of the first time we saw this one. Dana, what do you got? I'm sure I watched. I know I watched this a lot. So had to have. Had to, probably not in the theater. Um, because I would have been like nine at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But definitely watch this on VHS. And then whenever it pops up on whatever cable, I feel like I probably watched maybe like some sort of sanitized version many times. You might have. This movie had a lot of language. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, it's PG-13, <laughs> which yeah. I didn't realize. And I was like, oh, he keeps saying ass and shit. And they say whoop. ass, bitch, bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Bewildered. So, yeah, Wild. just probably a lot as a kid. But the first time, can't. Can't figure that out. Okay. Dave, how about you? It was a VHS tape that my uh, grandmother taped off of uh, HBO or one of them. Yeah, it checks out. One of them. And she's like, this watch so this. Cute. I'm like, okay. <laughs> watch and, this. And, 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 and I did. And I remember as a kid being like, you know what? This is comedy. This yeah. is very, very <laughs> funny. And I think I was like, Jonathan Brandis is pretty cool. He, he was in Sidekicks and I like that movie. So sure this, this is this is good too, right? Yeah, I, I think it's I better than Sidekicks. I guess I thought no. Well, no, 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 no. That's, that, that's a damn that's a high bar. Joe uh, Fiscopo's virtuoso performance. Yeah, well, that's, sidekicks. He, he drove the entire movie. I mean, you didn't he really need did. Anybody else in that movie? Really... All those, all those costumes. So yeah, that's probably a couple years after it came out. I'm guessing because it took a while for things to get to cable. So '94 uh-huh. was probably about nine, ten years okay. old. So yeah, like Dana, I didn't see it in the theater, but I grew up in a household where soccer was the primary sport for me and my brother at this age. So this got pretty heavy, like rental and cable rotation. Also, don't recall the first time I saw it. Um, but yeah, I it feels like this is a movie that was on um, like HBO at 1.30 p.m. every day for several years. They played mm. it a lot, like yeah. in the middle of the day, it felt like to me. Um, Dana, rewatching as an adult, did it make the grade or should they hold this back? I don't even. I, I don't know how huh. you make this now. You know, what I'm like you don't. Is what there you were do. just so many parts of it that I was like, I don't think I really understood some of these jokes as a kid. I did not. This, this is what everybody's afraid of with these bills. <laughs> it's exactly spanning, what they're afraid of. And it's like, this isn't what's happening, you <laughs> no! lunatics. No. So I'm surprised this hasn't been used in like some of the grounds that some people use to, to keep transgender children out of. I'm surprised it's the not Ladybug Look at law. this <laughs> document, like document. Martha's Law. Found, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm really surprised it's not held up as the God's honest truth to those people. Um, yeah, I don't, it's, I don't, yeah, you know, we had, I was going to say Gordon Gecko. That's not him. Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. <laughs> I took a ice hockey team last week to keep his job. Same family, but. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what, what were we doing in the 90s? With like, oh, we got to get these adults in these kids movies. Well, that's fucking yeah, weird. I don't know. It's fucking weird. You know, it's. it's a choice. It's, this was a choice. I don't yeah. Well, it's interesting you bring up that it's surprising this hasn't been used as like documentary evidence. There's a show or a movie, one of the two, coming out soon, out now. I I think is it, is it a Ben Shapiro project or something? There, one of those right wing assholes, Jordan Peterson, somebody made a movie about a team of boys playing basketball who decide to be in the girls' league, and they are. Like the Harlem Globetrotters, because boys are better than girls at everything, and I don't know if they get come up and set the end. If yeah, if the church comes no. in and like shuts them down, I'm not sure no. what happens. But it's called like oh something. Balls is in the title. It's <laughs> <laughs> called balls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's called basketballs or, but balls uh-huh. is right in the title. I'm like oh. 
talk, man. Sounds like yeah. that uh-huh. song of freedom thing. It, it about... probably is produced by the same company. <laughs> What's that guy? <laughs> well, I think has connections well, to, to little kids. for children. Kitty so. diddler. Um, Dave, yeah. <laughs> did it make the grade for you? Came in at a taut ninety minutes, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. That 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 was still too long. Um, <laughs> budget was twenty million dollars. I'm like, where? I well, how much it. did they pay Dangerfield? Ten and Jack A. <laughs> Nobody else got paid because there was no money I, on the screen. I just don't see it. There's there's like a rented bus. He's <laughs> he's driving some Pontiac van that they don't make anymore yeah he's driving um maybe that was top of the line at the time no no it wasn't um a pontiac transport transport minivan yeah is that right great not transport Um, trans space sport was how they spelled wow the acting is fucking horrendous and unlike mighty ducks the sport is almost unwatchable (laughs) it is (laughs) the soccer they are playing is horrendous it is not only is it slow motion it's just you could tell they're being set up and they're like, okay, move now. And they're like, yup. Huh? What? <laughs> there's a part where one of the girls still. there's a part so where one of the girls dribbles through the whole defense, and you can see the defenders like get out of her way. And I'm like, just just stand in her way. Like she'll have to stop or go around you. They are no, 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 actively no. avoiding her as mm. though she's a flying V. We're not gonna some... spend money to teach them how to play soccer. We don't have time. Or just that. get girls who want to play soccer already. Just get a high school soccer team. And I just, yeah, a lot of the jokes were bad. I I don't think think I'm a big Dangerfield fan. Oh. He's pretty good. You don't have respect for Dangerfield? I guess I don't. I guess not. Not, 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 not big time, but there were a couple jokes where I'm like, oh. That's that's Rodney's whole thing. I don't get no respect. No respect. No respect at all. My wife, et cetera. (laughs) Bad bad acting, bad sporting. (laughs) Not good. Uh, uh, There are times where I say an objectively bad movie made the grade because the nostalgia got me there and carried it over the finish line. This ain't one of those. Um, Rodney Dangerfield is hilarious in this movie. Sorry, Dave. Mm. Uh, but he's he's always hilarious. Like he plays himself, he does one thing, it always kind of hits for me. But pretty much everything else about this movie falls flat. Um, I don't want to cheer for Jonathan Brandis. They set him up as like a piece of shit asshole. So like I don't want to cheer for that guy. Um, I don't really know why he's doing what he's doing in the movie. There's giant plot holes that we're gonna talk about. And I genuinely felt uncomfortable three times with the way they That's portray, it? with the way they portray or talk about these little girls. Three things that the yeah, well, because there are you other times uncomfortable are, three times while watching this. Film. I I well yeah, because I mean the rest of it was like fairly anodyne shit. There's three moments that stand out to me like the fuck were you doing? Okay. We'll, did, we'll the, did the good burger guy make this movie more. like i got it's got fucking problems um yeah. so yeah they should have held this back and it's not even a case where they could fix a couple of parts and make the movie good like the whole premise is a wreck so yeah, yeah this was deeply unfortunate um before we get into the recap in the segments any fun facts on this one um the only thing i found was that i believe Whoopi was offered the jack a role oh i don't like that uh... And no, would be the body Dangerfield role. Yes. <laughs> like, no, not give a, us not, an Ed. That is Jack. Give us, yeah. like, give us no. Ed. Yeah. Nice. Made a, she made a much give better me, yeah, choice Eddie. instead. Much Eddie. Oh, was it Eddie? I thought it was Eddie. Ed. 
No. Um, so she was offered this, uh, either portray like the Jack Hay role or take the lead in Sister Act. I was going to say, this had to be the same time as Sister Act. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she chose the latter film because she felt it would be more successful. And she was right. And also, you're right. the lead. <laughs> yeah. You're not Robbie Dangerfield's sidekick. But I don't think anybody like saw the potential of Sister Act. And I'm like, Sister, over this film? Give me nuns. Well, you know what? You know what? Give though? me a lounge singer and some nuns. You know what, though? I get it. I'll tell you why. 92, what? the World Cup was in the U.S. So soccer frenzy was at a peak. And also, like, a movie about a nun singing music doesn't really sound good. If you take Whoopi out of it, the movie's not any good. It's good because Whoopi I'd... doesn't. Yeah, bet Midler passed on it, and right. she regrets. Put, put Jack A in that role, not as good. Mm. I think it'd be interesting. It'd be um, fun, not as good. I Okay, World Cup here, 1992, great. Mm-hmm. This film is about a man who dresses his fiance's <laughs> But it's soccer. Girl. Well. Well, no, we guess this is, has Joanna Man come out yet? No. Out? No. 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 Um, what was his name? Something Nunez. He wasn't even like. Because he was on Sparks first, which was uh, an often forgotten black UPN sitcom about a law firm starring Uncle Phil. Oh, okay, um, this is a Joanna Man was two thousand two. So this is a I was going to say decade. It's a while before before Joanna Man. Man. One thing oh, I noticed oh about God. the movie when I was looking at it on Wikipedia, it was produced by Al Ruddy. Who that? You know who Al Ruddy is he no. produced The Godfather. If you saw that show on Paramount Plus, The Offer. <laughs> Portrayed by Miles Teller. Nope. It's like, wow. Does he does he look, produce a lot of the shit? Godfather? Does, um, he, does he produce prestige and then this? He produced the Godfather and <laughs> this. <laughs> is that it? Oh, and Cannonball Run, and the Longest oh. Yard. Well, he is oh, covering the bases Bert, here. Wow, Bert Reynolds phase. <laughs> right. Honestly, guys, have you watched Cannonball Run? I think I've talked about this. Not in a long the time. The plot of that movie. Blew my fucking mind. We had to pause so I could research. Because I was like, what do you mean you can't get cores west of the Mississippi? Oh, yeah, you can't no. do that. I thought that was, uh, that was Smokey and the Bandit. That was oh, that's Smokey right. and the Bandit. Yeah, Cannonball mind. runs about the, the can- gumball rally, basically. I thought it was, yeah, that was that was gumball. Oh. It's like, it's nonstop. Well, not nonstop, but you gotta, you gotta getting stop at some point. as fast as you can from <laughs> midtown Manhattan to like yeah. the Santa Monica. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Bill wants to do that, but in my head, they're the exact same thing. Cannonball Run oh. and Smoking the Bandit. Same film. I've never I've only seen one of them. Same premise in my head. Uh, We're trying to get beer east of the Mississippi. They're they're fast driving movies. You're right. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into the recap and the segments here then. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story. About a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Um, I wanted to start with like the premise of the movie, because like I said, the premise is, is bullshit. And it's got a whole lot of plot holes that make the whole movie kind of fall apart. But 
for those who haven't seen it recently, I had forgotten this is part of it. In my mind, it's just he's a soccer coach. <laughs> like, I didn't know this was like mm -hmm. a harebrained scheme. Um, so Chester is the best salesman in his company, but can only get a promotion by coaching the daughter, the boss's daughter's soccer team to greatness. Like that mm. is essentially yeah. where we're set up here. Um, no, notes. no, we get we get a scene where he is going up to like talk to his boss and we see his boss in the office telling his wife that there's a guy who thinks he's getting a promotion. So he has to give him the bad news. But it's not like there was another guy who got the promotion. It's not like Rodney got passed up for a job. Also, I don't think he's in line for a promotion. He just goes up there and like stammers for 30 seconds and then doesn't get it. So I'm just like, I, we're, we're going into this with a weak, weak reason for him to do this. Well, well yeah, he it, it jumps right. It starts in a self-help seminar. Yes. yes so he that's gets, right. Like, he was like, Nazis? Yes. No, he, he Nazi self-help seminar. On that. No, he, he he gets all jacked up on that. Like, I am great. I am wonderful. Everybody likes me. Like, number one, not true. You're not. No, you're not great. You're not yeah. wonderful. Not everyone's gonna like you. No, and that it gave him some dumb ideas that he was some delusions of grandeur. Maybe. Yeah, but yeah, that dude was doing a was doing a Hitler impression. Hundred percent. I was like, what the? Wild. Fuck? I thought I put a Bill and I were like, did did I pick the wrong film? Like we were like, what the fuck is going on? Right? Because like, why don't we start with soccer? <laughs> like, why are we starting with yes. this shit? Yes, I had no recollection of that. No. Also, oh wait, was it? What does Mullen Industries do? So malls? they build. They build malls. They build at malls. least, at least they. I don't know if they. Hmm. Mm? I believe they the build malls. Do? So that he's got that model of the mall in his office that so then, Rodney fucks up. Yeah. So then casually. is Rodney selling space in the mall? Is he selling okay, we the get his his job? His job is to sell space in the mall. Because he was okay. like, You put me on it, I have no business left in three months. Oh, I'll be full. Like he that's his whole thing. Is like I'm gonna sell the whole mall myself. <laughs> it was like you. his whole his whole position. Mm. Um but yeah, he just so, like walks in and is like, "Hey, I need money. Like, give me a raise and a promotion, please." Which also, I feel like salespeople are not. At least maybe maybe things are different in tech. I feel like the salespeople I work with are, if they're the best, are banking money because they get a commission off of. That's the a good sale. point. How is he mm. the top salesman and not rolling in dough? That is I a good point. Gambling more delusion. I don't think he's <laughs> actually the top. But but, see, but I think I think he is. I have my doubts. I think no. he is because he, his his, he tells his boss he was. So his boss is like, he, you haven't sold shit in two months. Like, is he wasting money on these motivational? Like, what? What is his I don't know. That he's not, no not buying a new fucking car. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't. Well, I don't know. It's. I think it's a company car because there's it's got a ton the branding of, on the side of it. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of Mullen vans. <laughs> yeah. Also, another random question that I had, and this is just way too much money to spend on like the opening ten minutes of this film. <laughs> Why was his office covered in like fish posters? I thought I they don't did something know. with fish. Well, and mm. I, it, fish. It, well, at, at first glimpse, I thought Hatcheries. that was Jack A's office because she's in there by herself. And then he like walks over and talks to her. And I'm like, is she super into freshwater fishing? Like, what is because it's not to, as, as okay for, for those who've not seen it, as Data said. His waff his office is like wallpapered in fish posters, but yeah. it's not like here's a cool picture of a fish. It's like here are all the fishes in North America with like a two inch illustration of each. <laughs> it's like what is this? 
It's not like decorative. To me, it looked like uh, when I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, Mullen Industries is a is a fish fish hash hatchery. Yes. yes. And they populate different things because it <clears> just made, like, yes. it, it, it no was confusing. Sense. It wasn't it was one. Like, it was 50 of them. Again, I think I said this last episode. It's Charlie with the red string level mm-hmm. of fish posters. It's yes. not like beautifully organized and framed. Like, or maybe he fishes as a hobby. Would love any of that. But this I is the office like, of a madman. <laughs> if a supervisor came walking by, or maybe a vice president or something looks at that, I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Fire this guy immediately. We don't. Jesus. We don't do anything with the fish. It's we're a little bit of personalization. Is fine, but this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this and that's the much, thing. Because Dan, now that you mention it, I have to imagine he brought in one poster a day for eight weeks to put them mm-hmm. up. You're not hanging this all the one time. This is little by yeah. little. Like, oh god, um, they I, want, they want, they 100 filled in an actual office in that studio's <laughs> office, and they can't. We can't take that's this just stuff down. Weird Jerry's we desk. It down. It's just. We're just oh. not gonna be able to put them back on the right way. So we have to. It's a load bearing poster. Don't, don't touch my poster. Load bearing poster. Load poster. It's like it's what's his name with the staple? Red, 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 oh my red. god, it is Milton with the stapler, his red swing line. It's yeah, oh. is this guy don't bring down no. the Oh, we're gonna have to take no can't nope. can't take can't this take, down. Can't take it down. We don't have That's... time to find a new off fine. Let's just go. It's integral. Roll. It's we only so... have twenty million dollars. We can't oh waste time. We can't we can't build a sound stage. So in this in this pitch where he's like stammering through his oh, words, gosh. he sounds like if you guys remember the Adam Sandler character, the excited southerner, he sounds mm-hmm. like that. Can't can't finish a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> just just can't finish a sentence. So we find out though from his stammering that he wants to get married to his girl fiance, but will only propose after he gets promotion so that she can quit her job. Like he's like, well, I want her to stop working. We're going to quit a job. And I'm like, different time, man. Different time. You know, this is where the plot begins to fall apart. I think there's still credits on the screen while this scene plays out. But he wants to get married. She wants to get married. He won't propose until he makes enough money for her to quit his job. It feels like something a dude says when he doesn't want to get married. Yeah, yes. it's like, oh, I want to get married to you. Believe me, but I have to be financially secure first. That's the ticket. Like it just sounds like bullshit. <laughs> It's like, yeah. well, mm-hmm. you're, I looked up. He was 71 at the time. What the fuck are you waiting for? Retire, first of all. Yeah. Well, just like you don't have that much time left, Rodney. Like, you better get this done now. Well, Chester is obviously not 71. Rodney I don't know Danger that it's obvious. He might, he might be 81. He looks terrible. Dude, well, it's leaves his hair blonde. It's, he's yeah. a spry 62. Jesus 59. He looks awful. He looks terrible. It's really. <laughs> Really, really bad. Uh, so that's where things begin to go off the rails. And then there's a question that I don't think I even realized until the movie was over. This movie has no antagonist, and I think it needs one. Mm. Like no, the situ the situation is the antagonist. The situation is yeah. like, oh, someone's gonna find out. You need to have like another guy at the company who's trying to screw Chester out of the promotion, mm. or like a guy who works with Bess and is trying to get with her. Or like a parent or coach from an opposing team who's like, mm. oh, that's a dude right there. <laughs> like needs somebody else. Father is oh, I, I assume he's deceased. But like we, so, we needed somebody, uh, an like actual guy, person on their trail. Like the guy from Die Hard who's like, oh, John, baby, come on, listen to me, man. Yes. Who's who's your friend to your face and then just behind your back? 
Yeah. Takes well, we need somebody yeah. who who is is suspicious. Yeah. Because no one's suspicious. <laughs> There's not a single yeah. suspicious person, not a ref. There was no one suspicious. And so we needed one person to be like, it'd be easy to make it be like, oh, a teacher at his school has a kid on another team and then sees him and is like, nope, I fucking know that kid. Give me something. But there is no antagonist in the movie. Even the boss, who should be the antagonist, is like, Rodney, you're doing great. Like, Hold on. He's evil to his daughter. I know that's not the same thing. He's rude to his daughter. But I guess like, the movie, as Dave pointed out, is a tight 90. It is. So, <laughs> so it's weird that, it's, frankly, it's weird that it's that long. <laughs> I yeah, can't think of that many scenes. Which, if you cut out the credits at the end, yeah. it's probably like a one, what's 125. Yeah. Um. So if you're going to introduce an antagonist, we're making this film longer. What are we cutting? I, um, I have a, a number of things I can cut and I'll bring them up as I talk about them. I'll just mm-hmm. cut that out. But mm-hmm. there, there were ways to do that because like you look at I mean, this is essentially the same. Well, it's not. I was going to say it's the same movie as Mighty Ducks. It ain't. But no. you could you I mean, if you can make Mighty Ducks 90 minutes, there's an antagonist in that. He doesn't need to be in every scene. Wasn't it Some, something. Yeah, it was a little bit longer. Regardless. I think the movie is hurt by the fact that there's not anybody out there who is trying to expose this scheme. <laughs> like somebody should be on it. And I think Matthew's yeah. dad is perfect for that. I think you're right. I think have Matthew's dad as like a macho dude who is blatantly homophobic would solve no, all no. the problems. Okay. Uh, That's nope. too much. That's Uh-oh. too much. <laughs> a rival salesman who is going to like blackmail Rodney. Who knows yes. about this? I think that worked. We don't need like a, a dad. That's it's too much because it is fucking weird. But I think the, oh, the I dad would be something. correct. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I think if it's if it's a rival salesman, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, but like the like and we'll get to, but like the movie just like ends. So I also just think like, yeah, there's no ramifications. No, I guess well, but there's no ramifications for putting this boy on this girl's team. No, the closest thing we get to an antagonist at the end of the movie is like hugging Chester and telling him what a great job he's done. So it's like you're you're working for the bad guy now, pretty much. Um, Now, I I was thinking about this and it felt like in the 90s, there were a bunch of plot lines about like having to do something nuts. So the boss will be impressed. I think back to I think the Simpsons did it best when they had. Superintendent Chalmers come over to Skinner's house and find that he's making steamed hams. Offers some steamed hams, yes. (laughs) Aurora Borealis. (laughs) Aurora Borealis. Entirely centered in your kitchen, in this part of the country, (laughs) at this time of year. Uh Can I see it? Can I see it? Nope. No. Like that, yeah, that you needed, like, there was a lot of that at the time. And I think when I watched this, I'm like, oh, what a 90s thing. I think that's been with us since we had TV. Because, like, yeah. I can think of, of sitcoms from the 50s and 60s where the whole episode is, like, the boss is coming over for dinner. There's all this pressure. I'm the husband, so I can't help. You are the wife. Fix everything. And if you don't get it right, it's your ass. <laughs> it's like They just did like, it on WandaVision. Oh, I've not like seen most, WandaVision. Uh, and, oh. and, and, like, and like most 90s tropes, there is a Mr. Show sketch that's very funny. There's a guy whose boss... Uh, his boss's wife gives uh, the guy a bean casserole to eat uh, for his family. And uh, the boss comes over. It's like, so what do you think of that bean casserole? It was really good, but he'd thrown it away and never ate it. It's like, well, 
I, I don't hear you farting. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, go ahead and fart. So he gets a guy who can fart on command to oh fart. My it, God. It, it, it's, it's, a ridic- it's ridiculous, but it's like, it's it's that sort of thing where it's. Yeah. But this was this was I, a I trope. I, I don't think we do it anymore. I think there yeah. might have been an episode of Modern Family <laughs> about that, but yeah. I don't mm. think that we're still doing that so much. But like, because if my, well, I like my the boss that I had at like my last job where I was in the same office, if she wanted to come over for dinner, fine. There's no pressure. I'm gonna get drunk. So like, I'm not gonna have to like make a show about it, but yeah, it just can't, this felt like such a weird premise, like an antiquated premise for a movie, but the movie's 31 years old. So I guess that makes sense. Um, now that is weird it's, like, it's why would weird. you need to show your boss your home Get down yeah the house well i mean i think it's just one of those things where it's like oh yeah of course the boss and i live in the same neighborhood because we work at a company that's in town and it's a block away from the house like this was how things yeah. used to be back in the day and very I fucking in the weird. same state as my boss for like five years i mean when i when i was working in the office my boss and i were legit close i coached her daughter's soccer team at one point in time like that that Are you dressing we, up little boys? Uh no, it was a co-ed team though. Um, did you get any respect? Because I hear that's a problem in this film. The kids respected me a lot, I think. Oh good. good. I, they were they were five, so maybe not, but at the time mm. I felt respected. Um okay. now this movie, as I said in the beginning, is chock a block with plot holes. Um there are so many of them, and they like fundamentally make the movie not make sense. So the first one we get, we never have any explanation for what happened to the coach of this team. Um, we set up when Rodney goes in there to wet his pants while asking for a promotion. We find out that this, the guy who owns the company, his daughter's soccer team is like the Don Dada of soccer. Pretty much. They're just like, yeah, we went every fucking year. I think they have a couple of moments where they show their previous titles. And it's like, we won, it's like 86, 87, 89, 90, 91 or some shit is like their streak of winning whatever. Very mighty is. ducks, except for that yellow yep. 1973 yep. banner. They had one year they didn't win it. Um, so we never get an explanation of what happened to the original coach in that scene where the Mullins are talking. A quick aside, hilarious that they portray her as like the sexiest woman you've ever seen in your whole life. When like she's dressed up in contempo casual the entire fucking movie. I'm like, Oh, this is, it's a very nineties look for her to be like a hot woman. Well, it was also just so weird. And maybe, maybe this is good that it was this way that it was like, Oh, it's his own wife. Like, I feel like normally that just would have been like another secretary aside sure would have been. or whatever. So I did Mistress. appreciate that. It, yeah. That it was his wife mm-hmm. and or Mullen's wife, and yes. Rodney was like ogling her, ogling however one wants to say ogling, that. Ogling, I believe. Ogling. <laughs> I have heard both um, of you mentioned it though. Right? Yeah. Um, so, and I was just like, this is so weird because like, it's his, and that's like, that's how, what I'm conditioned. I was like, this should be a secretary, <laughs> a side, a mistress, or whatever. Yes. Um, but yeah, her outfits, well, they were the short, the skirts were very short. They were, they were short, but the but the the blouses went down to the wrist and up to the yeah. neck the whole time. Yeah, it was, was, just, was just gams, just legs that was the out. Fashions. Yeah, the fashion. Well, clearly it was because, I mean, the movie portrayed her as like a real sex symbol and it wasn't for jokes. It wasn't done for comedy. It's like, oh, no, we're supposed to all look at her and go, yeah, I get it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. 
What a um, piece of ass. Right, dude. She like pulls out a Virginia Slim. I'm like, oh, this is the best '90s. <laughs> but what about the pancake butt? Well, so, <laughs> so we have this scene between the Mullins, and we hear the wife is like, "Yeah, the last coach was great, but he's gone. We need a new coach." And then they have practice. I think later that day. So, like, this yep. is a rec league, a la Mighty Ducks. How the fuck do these kids know where to go for practice? When to get there? How did they get their uniforms if they have no Bull coach? Kits. Bull kits. Bull kits at practice. There, there, there was no alternate, so they only had one kit. But still, like, somebody gave you guys those. Somebody had to coordinate this. And and this I had in my notes. I was like, why do sports movies get this wrong all the time? They are fully geared. They practice in their uniforms. Drives me crazy. No one ever does that. It's like, I, it's so irksome. The timeline in this movie is very off though. Like in some days, like you think it must be, oh, this must be like three days. And they'll be like, oh, remember earlier when I stopped by your office? I was like, no, y'all changed outfits (laughs) seven times. This is not the same It's snowing outside. Yeah. So (laughs) I do blame the timing of it on the fact that they were just like, no one's going to care. No one's going to look into any of this. All the soccer parts were filmed probably on the same day. Yes. Just keep your uniforms on. For certain. For certain. It's all good. Yeah. I just, it's just, it's weird to me having coached a rec league, knowing the amount of like prep I had to do to be a coach of five-year-olds. Like I had to go to a seminar for an hour to like learn about how to diagnose a concussion, which (laughs) I know was not a concern in the nineties. Um, right but i i had to know um like i had to know the names of all the kids in the team i had to send emails to the parents letting them know like hey here's who i am um i had to assign like orange yeah. slices and stuff but there's no. there's logistics you have to do before a season can start no. now now the second plot hole i don't know why anybody would trust chester to be a soccer coach yeah. um he bullshitted to his boss. He's like, oh, I played soccer. I was great, blah, 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 whatever. But the boss's wife seemed to have a pretty decent understanding of soccer. Yeah. And his yeah. answers were such nonsense that she yeah. should not take this fan seriously at all. Yeah. 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 There was, was no. A, I was a kicker. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, were you, were yeah. you a sweeper? Were you a four? I played them all. No, he was all running back, halfback. What a guard. It just it was weird. Yeah. So it just like I think obviously for the sake of the movie, they can't be like, this man's not a coach. But anybody logically would. And after seeing their very first anything, first game, first practice, you would mm. go, This motherfucker doesn't know what a soccer ball is. Yeah. Like it should have been, oh, he hears about it, he goes home, is kind of mentioning it to his wife, finds out Matthew played. Matthew schools him in soccer. Yes. He takes it to the press. It still doesn't matter. Fuck. Matthew got to play. Yes. That's, That's not what they did at all. That'd be a lot more sense. Um, Now, the next plot hole up here. There's only one girl back from last year's team, and I don't know why. Uh, Larimer, but, and it's, oh, it's what? Never mind. Yeah. It's it's the black girl, Larimer. Um, yeah. She stands up and delivers a monologue. Where it's one of those where it's like I am painfully aware that I'm watching acting right now. <laughs> like this is this is not good. But yeah. she stands up and delivers a monologue about how this is a rebuilding year for this team, and she's the only player back from last year. 
was she just like a year younger than every other girl on the team? Did they all make traveling teams and bail on the rec league? Did they move the district lines and not tell Hans? Like, how did we wind up in a situation where only one girl is back from last year? I thought it was like a yellow jacket situation where they all oh, like no. crashed. Yeah. And oh, Jesus. But Ooh, hey, not cannibalism. But, but they don't talk about it. They don't talk about <laughs> yeah. it. There's no memorial. No memorials because because there's some oh, secrets. I hope Larimer survived a plane crash. Well, so, she seems very happy and well adjusted. Yeah. Uh oh, <laughs> I think you said happy. And then awesome. balloon showed up in Dana's face. It's almost like best. your screen, Dana. I know. It's probably because it's my like, the host. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a it's surprising wait, every time. Two things on that, which I was going to say. We say Larimer. God, more balloons. <laughs> It's happening again. <laughs> is okay, it whatever you say, Larimer? I, I think it's when I do this. Too. Okay, I'm going to stop doing uh, it. Um, so I think. <laughs> okay, so we say Larimer's the only person, which what kind of fucking name is that? Anyway, the black girl is the <laughs> only returning player from last year. But the Mullins, like, it's our daughter's soccer team, which I think is probably yes. your next point. Yep. So there's two returning people. Secondly, now I can't remember my point because of the balloons. The balloons. <laughs> but I don't think it's a rec team. I do think it already is a travel team because I think they do play teams from like other uh, cities. But I don't know why I raised it as a point. Well, but um, if it's a travel team, where when did they try out? <laughs> like you don't just sign don't up for a travel team. Try out really? like in certain age groups. So like in my hometown, I guess it was still our rec team, but like. I don't know. I think we switched. But like up until a certain grade, you just play in town. And then I think in seventh grade, you start playing the other towns. So like because people start winnowing themselves out and just like not showing up. So like the team gets smaller and the Mm. kids who are good usually stick around. And then you start playing other teams like that's how we had it. So for seventh and eighth grade, we were a travel team. See, I when I was playing soccer as a kid, um, the town that I lived in had a travel team. That was the classics. And I don't remember if the classics were any good or not, but like my brother tried out for classics and didn't make it. And there was a whole bunch of dudes who tried out for classics and didn't make it. And so one of them, their mom was like, well, fuck it. We'll start our own travel team. And they were the Raiders. And that was the team our brother played on until we moved out of Texas. And so like, mm. but even then it was like, you got to try out still. You get, I mean, n- none of these girls can make contact with the ball. <laughs> So like, I, for them to have, this is the best of the. I, I don't. I'm just confused. I could see if it's like a travel team where you just sign up for it, but there is still the Kimberly plot hole because she had to have been on last year's yes. team. She's yes. conservatively four years older than all the other girls on this team. Yes. Um, this is her dad's company's soccer team, and her dad is obviously obsessed with winning soccer games. There is no way she was not on this team last year. Like, I don't. And if she was on the team last year, why isn't Larimer like, you guys can't play Kimberly. She fucking sucks. Like, you can't put her out there. She's trash. <laughs> well, there's like there's that many other people. So she could have been on the team because Mullen, even when she's on the team, is like, she sucks. Don't play my kid. Don't play her. Um, <laughs> then so, why like, is she on the team? Matt, just yeah. leave her at home. Well, because she wants to play soccer. I guess. Um, I keep thinking Mullen, Melon, like from back to school, Thornton Mellon. Thornton Mellon. Very, Maybe. very confused. Oh, I really wish I could remember my other point, but now I can't. Yeah, it doesn't make any back. sense 
that nobody else returned from the team. But you're right. The way like Mullen is so proud of how the team is, there should have been tryouts. And yeah. they should have known the team was going to be terrible. Yes. Yeah. It just stuff. it's it's just but a it's big so funny. It's so funny when the girls are mad at longer. I mean, it's funny when any kid is bad at any sport. Um, I say that having taken my kid to little athletes in the summer, I'm like, these kids are fucking turds. Like, none of them can do anything athletic. So, like, yeah. it is it is funny, but my kid is four. So it's funny yeah. when it's a four-year-old instead of, like, a 10-year-old or however fucking all these girls are supposed I to be. Think, yeah, it's unclear. Maybe they're in high school. I don't know. Think- Chu is eight and Kimberly is 17. I, I don't know what team yeah. this is because Chu like is a tiny little kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might yeah. be like um. Well, no, she's definitely in high school because yeah, so uh, is yes. Matthew. I don't know. Speaking of kids, like one of one of my favorite things when kids are like terrible at things. I've coached a lot of camps, and you have to kill time to kill time when you're at sports camps because you can't uh-huh. play field hockey all the time. And we would play little games, and there was once this girl who did not know how to skip, and it was the funniest thing in the world to me. So you're making them oh. like move down the field in different ways, and I just kept making them skip because it was. <laughs> so funny and i'm like falling on the ground laughing at this child everything you can't keep making them skip i was like you want to fucking bet and just kept skip and watching this like 13 year old person try to figure out how to fucking skip (laughs) you truly will like never forget it it's (sighs) my favorite part of having a whistle and being around children (laughs) is making them do silly things i mean i I've, i've seen videos on instagram probably two weeks after they were already on TikTok of like adults asking coworkers, hey man, do you know how to skip? And they'd be like, yeah, obviously. And then they don't remember how to do it. And it's just like watching the frustration and confusion on their faces where it's like, I know how to fucking do this. I don't know what Go I'm ahead. doing now. Mm-hmm. It, and then- What do your it, arms and your legs do? What do they I'm like, do? I tried it. Know? I can fucking do it still. Like, how come you guys can't do it? But no, they just- it is it is comical no to watch them fail. No joy left. No, none left. Um, now, I have a little thing I want to talk about here. This movie to me is peak Jack A. Like mm-hmm. this was mm-hmm. this was either before Sister Sister or like right when it started. Um, this yeah. had to be right Just at the same time. Two two seven after two two seven. I have to imagine. I in my mind, two two seven ended on December thirty first, nineteen eighty nine. That movie didn't that did not make it to Got the nineties. Yeah, as an eighties show for me. This um, is before it. Sister Sister. Okay, is it after two two seven? Let me check. Because I Sister I have Sister to started in ninety four. Another show that I used to watch. Amen. Was, oh, Amen oh, is phenomenal. I love was, Amen. Was, was, was Amen um, show? Amen's great. This is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, this is Gordon Helmsley as the preacher. Yeah, this is Sherman after two two seven. Sherman oh, it was Helmsley, no, because the, the uh, he was the preacher, and then that handsome man who is not Blair Underwood, who is a fake Blair Underwood, was the deacon. <laughs> Remember that? I mean, look, but this was after two two seven because that ended okay. in ninety. Okay, I was right. This is right in her, right in her, in her sweet spot then. But like watching her on screen, Clifton Davis. So Deacon Clifton Ernest Fry was Sherman Helmsley. There you go. And he was Clifton the Davis was Reverend Reuben Gregory. So Not Blair Underwood. Good. Not Blair. Fake Blair. Okay. Uh, anyway, back to this it. film. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, back to no, this. We can keep talking about Amen. Amen is. Amen I, is. I, I used to love it as a kid. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they it feels like they just sent Jack A out. They're like, Yeah, man, just say whatever, just fucking ad lib all this all the shit. Be Robin Williams. Because like yeah. 
it, mm. it's like they wrote her bullet points and then she just got there and like jack aid the rest of her way through the script um i'm like oh no baby i'm not gonna say that she's like, she, horrible it was it was bad um <laughs> it's not nasally you know, enough but like catch much it, she wasn't that nasally in this film. not in this That's, in 227 mary mary um Maybe. yeah i don't i don't really think of her as an actress who always played herself i don't know why i don't because that's what she does but like mm-hmm. this movie just every jack a performance rolled into one it's just like do all your shit like all of yeah. your physical stuff all your vocal stuff this is all of it the way that she ran when she told the girls to run through the cones and then got frustrated when they ran like her <laughs> like, yeah. yeah well of course um side note i did think her vocal on great balls of fire was pretty solid like what that the fuck was, was that they just wanted to have Roddy and Jack A sing. They just shoehorned it in. Yeah, like, for no fuck fucking reason. Was, There's a lot of weird some Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield music floating out there. Rapping, rapping Rodney. Rodney. And all this other shit. No respect. No and, respect. Let's never forget rapping Rodney. I don't, I don't know, man. I yeah. Know. Um, now, I did want to toss this out there for you guys. Uh, if they remade the movie now, who are you casting as the Jack A character? You couldn't make <sighs> it now. The protest would be insane. But if you were... Yeah. Who would you cast to be Jack A? Does it have to be a black woman? Or can I just it read? It can be whoever you like. I can do whatever I want with this. Sure. Jack A. Harry. <laughs> uh, I'm going Bo and Yang. Oh, we're going gender flip here. I, uh-huh. do, I would love Bo and Yang in this. Right? I like one? that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank That's you. very good. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Nah, Dave, yeah, pro- I was thinking, I was thinking more like a, a, a Melissa McCarthy type, that that See, that kind of boisterous sort of thing. She's the she's coach, too, obviously, obviously too big of a star. Too big. She's the coach. She's role, Rodney. But... Bo and Yang is Jack A. And see, for me, okay. if we're going like a straight one to one comp, you just cast Tiffany Haddish in this role, and like that's that's who mm-hmm. you go with, and just say mm-hmm. yeah, just do Tiffany Haddish shit the whole fucking movie. Um, but I could see you have to get with somebody like, you know, similarly idiosyncratic. It can't just be like an act. You can't put like Jennifer Lawrence in this. Like, yeah, just no. It needs to be somebody that's big. So Aubrey Plaza makes sense to me. Uh, be a very different performance. I could see her doing this. Megan Thee Stallion, I think, would be fun oh, to watch her be good. Jack A. Kristen Shaw, because why the fuck not? Like, you could be weird, idiosyncratic. And then I'm on page mm-hmm. with Dave here. Melissa McCarthy should be considered for this role. No, she's Rodney Dangerfield. She, she's Rodney Dangerfield. This movie gets remade. I don't what know how they're remaking was... it, but she's Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> if they're if they're remaking it, it has to be a boys' team, and they have a girl on there who's pretending to be a boy who is better than all the boys. Oh. It, it's 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 she's the man is what we're talking about here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. See, because you did it. well, yeah. And I, I you're welcome Hollywood. We figured it out. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. You guys is love the a coach. good remake. They, you they, love this a remake. one. This is just sitting there. Paramount has it. Um. Yeah, I think if you if Melissa McCarthy could be the head coach, uh-huh. unless you had a bigger male star as the head coach. So if it was like, oh God, well, Kevin Hart's not a big star anymore. I I don't know. No. I think it's got to be have a woman. Big could... male co- comedic stars anymore? Like who's our biggest male comedic actress or like, actor? Because Jordan Hill doesn't really it? act anymore. I guess yeah. Jason Sudeikis? Like we don't really have that many. He's not coming back to soccer. He just did Ted Lasso. Well, Will Ferrell did Kicking and Screaming. Who's seen like, that film? How dare you? I, I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I did see it in the theater. But yeah, I don't. It's it's fun to think about because like 
Jack A is playing herself. So you would need to have somebody who could just kind of do their thing opposite somebody else. But we don't have a guy who's like a Rodney Dangerfield. To, oh, no, Vince Vaughn. It's no. Vince Vaughn. He plays himself in everything. Same as Rodney Dangerfield. He's no. not as funny. It's Melissa, it's Melissa McCartney. We figured it out. She yeah. is the Rodney character. And then we'll figure out Jack A. <laughs> with Bowen Yang, Yang is the Jack I A. I love it. If I can that, come up with, that's the, with an, a different gay actor to put in that role, it's what, Billy? Billy on the street? No, it's got to be a person. No, color. Billy has too much gravitas. I was thinking Matt Bowen, mm-hmm. same problem. <laughs> too good of an actor. Just give, just give We're Bowen Yang out. That, that big sandwich and just see what he can do with it. <laughs> <laughs> she was eating that sandwich in the strangest way. You're, she was eating a quarter of the cob style. <laughs> like from the no, she, 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 she was open facing it. No, she was she was as, as though it was open in front of her and just eating the contents of it while leaving the bread. The bread. That was a sandwich. I think it might have just been a baguette. Because I don't mm. think there was any meat inside of it. I think she just had a, and then a she's baguette. Like, I'm gonna eat it. I'll just yeah. I'll hold it. I'm gonna eat this because then well, she has to keep eating it take yeah. after take. So that's why she's not eating it. I've heard horror stories of actors who were like, oh, I made a decision to take a really big bite of this sandwich before I started. I had to do every fucking take I do. And I've had like eight sandwiches. So like, yeah, I get that. She's like, I'm not eating this. Yeah, I'm not eating that. Um, Now, I did want to introduce us to the eponymous ladybugs. Um, The girls on this team, they, they, I wanted to look up if this came out before or after, um, uh, Mighty Ducks, because it's similar in that every player uh, has like one thing that they do. They're like the same time. So this came out. It, they both came out ninety two. Right. This was March ninety two. Mighty Ducks is. I have it pulled up. Let me get there. October. So there okay. was a. So this is before. So Mighty Ducks borrowed from this movie. Seven okay. months. No, um, I think they were probably shot at the same time. <laughs> but so, yeah, so we have the girls on the team. Uh, the first we meet is Sally Ann. Uh, she loves makeup and boys. And then she just gets forgotten about after they introduce her pretty much now, until the last 10 talking, minutes. Why is she talking to us like she's doing like a playmate a pl- introduction? She, gives, she lists her turn ons. I like going for the blocks on the beach. You guys can't see and, the physical. But I was just like. It's Wait, the, the hands 12? on the hip and the, and the constant like walk, walk shoulder action with, with hot guys. Yeah, with doing like, hot stuff. You going out for pizza with hot guys? I was like, oh no, this is a problem. I'm this like, is a, you're we're 12. your parents. Yeah, get why are shit. we sexualizing these girls? Well, it won't be the like last it. time. It won't be the last. Time. I know. Uh, right, so this is the first time I felt uncomfortable. See, One this of them. is not. This is not the first time for me. I will point okay. out as they come. Um, the okay. second girl that we meet is Chu. She is her her first name is Carmelita, and I'm like, no, you can't be Carmelita Chu. You can Why be not? Carmelita Reyes because Carmelita is not a, a Chinese first name. So what? Her parents moved here. We're like, half, look at this American name. Chinese, we love this. Carmelita, Carmelita, as you know, <laughs> Carmelita. If it was Susan Chu, sure, that makes sense. Stop gatekeeping. Chinese people Carmelita? were like, this fucking name is great. <sighs> I suppose so. it, is, it is a great name, but. Carmelita Chu, she is obsessed with butterflies in a way that's concerning. Um, if there's a butterfly anywhere in sight, she can't function anymore. Like her body shuts down, her brain shuts down. Mm. She just stares at that butterfly until it leaves her vision, and that's it. Um, we talked about Larimer a little bit. She returned from last year. She's somehow not the superstar on the team. And in my mind, she was the Pippin to Matthews Jordan, where it's like, oh, she's really good. She has no one to play with on this team until they bring in Matthew. Like, no, she's also bad at soccer somehow. So I'm not, uh, yeah. not sure how that happened. Yeah. Um, we have a moment 
where Jack A is like, oh, no, that's your best player. But then it's just because Jack A is like, well, she's black and black people are better at sports than everyone else. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Which, facts. I mean, anyway. yeah, it, it's accurate, but I didn't need it thrown in my face in a children's movie. Um, okay. Then we meet we meet Penny Prester, who is painfully shy, very low self-esteem. This Pester? is. I thought it was Pester. Pester. Uh, Pre- is, oh, it is Pester. I wrote Penny Prester. Prester is better than Pester. Pester. Penny Pester. It's um, yeah, Pester, Pester is not yeah, great. Penny Pester. Uh, so Pester. this is the, there's a, the, the Penny moment is the first time that I felt uncomfortable watching this film. Um, yeah, it, I guess great. it's not it's not chronologically the first time, but it's the first thing we're going to talk about in this in this conversation. So there's a part yeah. where Chester gives Penny a pep talk because all the other girls are over flirting with like the baseball team boys. And she's sitting by herself and he's like, hey, what's the problem? You don't want to talk to the boys? So essentially, she's like, no, because I'm like ugly and gross. <laughs> so he's like, no, you're not. And there's nothing inherently wrong with an adult telling an adolescent girl that she should not be self-conscious about how she looks, especially if she's having a hard time. The way he did it is extra concerning. So he starts off mm. by having her take her hair down, take her glasses off. Like, all right. I, I get it. This is a trope. I know that this is a thing that we do. I've seen a lot of movies, but he didn't need to do that. You can say, hey, I think your hair looks great as it is. I think your glasses are wonderful. <laughs> but like, no, sex it up for me first is what he said. Hey, little girl. Sex it up. Yeah. Take that hair down. Shake it Pop out for me. glasses up. Oh, that, yeah. that was rough. That was rough. Mm. So then it's that's that's concerning. Um not the most concerning, but it's not not a red flag. Yeah, wait. Then, can we also can we also uh-oh. just call it real quickly? <laughs> Last week when we were talking about Mighty Ducks, you mentioned that in this film, Rodney Dangerfield and Jack A thought they were thought that was love interest. I didn't so know there was another. I thought I thought I thought Matthew was his kid. <laughs> like I didn't know that he I had a fiance at all. You were wrong. I was like they were not a love interest. Maya Maxima Culpa would, but they were. This movie would be a lot funnier mm. if they were a couple. Um, mm. But remember when they're okay? So just quickly, and I'll let you go to the next one. <laughs> Best shows up uh, his actual fiance with a book of invitations in the elevator at That's his right. job. He is. Jackie winds up being in between them, holding the book of oh. invitations. Someone's like, oh, my God. A, w- a white lady gets on and goes like, oh, my God, who's getting married? And Ronnie Dangerfield is oh, pointing yeah. past Jackie to Bess, who's a yes. white woman. And this woman goes, oh, good for you. She was a little bit too into interracial couples. <laughs> she was, was a little like, bit too supportive. Lots say. and lots of babies. I'm yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's cut this scene. There we go. Let's cut that. That's, no. that's one you can cut out. You can cut that shit this out. Was, this was probably Colorado Springs, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Was it, sure it, was. Some, it was Denver? No. No, this is definitely <laughs> more cut. The way that they were acting. Yeah. Definitely Colorado <laughs> Springs. More, 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 more like it. Oh, I was like, I don't like I'm, this. I'm not even going to say why. I'm not even going to say why. <laughs> um, so that's another moment where I felt uncomfortable in this film. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, she was she was way too... I, I, I've experienced that before where somebody's a little bit too supportive of me being black. And I'm like, mm, I don't like how this feels. 
It's a little bit like um, there's an episode of Happy Endings where Penny has to pretend to be Max's girlfriend, fiance in front of his parents. Mm. And so she learns a whole bunch of Yiddish words. And there's a part where his mom is like, and her use of Yiddish is bordering on anti-Semitic. <laughs> I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's how this felt. It's like a little bit too much, a little oh, bit too gosh. proud of this couple. Um, so. Okay, back. Yeah. So back to the pep talk. So, so at this point, with him just being like, take your hair down your glasses off i'm a little bit uncomfortable it gets so much worse because then he's basically hitting on her he's like hey you know if i was a boy your age then i would definitely ask you out problem bigger problem Mm -hmm. is when he sad boys this and he's like oh but you'd be too pretty for me and then she's like no i would definitely go out with you and then gives him a kiss on the cheek and i'm like where are your parents? Like nah, if Mr. Weird. and Mrs. Pester watch this go down, what the fuck would they be saying right now? Mm. Like, you did what? You took her hair down, told her she was hot, got a kiss on the mm. cheek, said you wanted mm. to date her? Like, like what? And the hair, too. I, 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 I don't mean to criticize this. It's, <laughs> it's like a lion's mane. It's big hair. It's like, it's, it's big hair. She's got yeah, big, it's, it's, a lot of volume. It's both wide and it's, it's, well, she's been running around all day. It's ninety one. We're still, we're still doing. I was still. Her hair is big. Very surprised when it happened. It's a lot of it. There's also a moment in the game, the final game, which I know of. Oh yeah, she can't see shit. This one's for you, Mister. I don't know. Oh, that's right. She basically throws her underwear at him. Takes her glasses off, shakes her hair down, and this is one of those scenes where. They shoot it from the waist up. It's Penny running around like yep. <laughs> from the waist down. It's some boys' legs. Those are not her grown legs. man. 100%. They got Diego Maradona out of here. Like nutmegging people and shit. They keep yeah. switching back and forth. And they like, do. Because it's a, it's literally a shot from like mid-thigh down. Yes. And then it's from waist up. Waist up in down. slow motion. But- and just and just hair all in her face. The can't see shit. Cannot she, know where she is. She is literally the lion in the Wiz. Not yeah. Not the one in not the Wizard, Wizard of, Oz. of Oz. The lion in the Wiz. She's she's um Simba in Hakuna Matata after he gets his hair all frizzy before he like mm. moves his head forward and all smooths down somehow. Yes. <laughs> like she's that. I'm just like, oh god, no! Put it back in the fucking. Put that bow back in your hair. You got to see where you're going. But yeah, just this whole scene. And I remembered this scene. I remembered that it happened. It was so much worse than I remembered it being. Mm -hmm. It's bad. I don't know how you wrote that down and did not get on a list somewhere. Um, And then the last girl on the team is Kimberly. Um, In my notes, she's just hot Fulton Reed. She can kick hard as fuck. Can't aim worth a damn. That's all she's. She Mm -hmm. is the exact same Fulton Reed, except she's not a bully. She's the hot girl instead. Yep. those are your ladybugs. That's that's the team. Um, now, they have a game where they are very bad, and they get blown out, and essentially, Chester's boss is like, hey, man, start winning games or you're fucking shit-canned. And I'm like, that, that seems insane to me. Um, so he has to, yeah, he has to begin cheating so that he can keep his job. And so I don't, this was the most, like, paper-thin explanation there's a moment where Chester gets a call from Bess and Bess mentions that Matthew's been kicked off his soccer team for some like unspecified reason. I don't mm. know his, why he's off the team. He stopped doing homework for the past two weeks and his grades. Oh, that's what failed. it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, then, yes, you're probably ineligible. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. So JV soccer, though. He wasn't on varsity. Well, he's a very scrawny boy. That makes sense to I'm me. Just, I'm just... Um, so he, Chester kind of is basically like, okay, listen, you know soccer. I don't know dick. Can you come to practice? And I think he says, come to practice and look at the girls. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. come on, man. Weird word choice. <laughs> Freezing. So, yeah, he's like, yeah, come to practice and look at the girls and, like, tell me what I'm doing wrong or what I can be doing better or whatever. And so he goes down there. Um, he's basically like, I don't want to be here. You fucking suck. The way that he reacts to finding out that he's being asked to do him a favor is, like, he's outraged. He's he's like uh-huh. is he about to jump out of a moving car. I'm pretty sure he's like, you brought me here for you. I thought it was for me. It's like, I don't like this kid. This is the first time we meet him. And he's angry and like fucking reactionary. Yeah. He's um, really bad acting. He's not very good. He, he, he jumped. His affect changes. So you didn't even bring me out here to talk to me. You yeah. did. This. You brought me out here to do something for you. Oh, oh fuck you. Yeah. It's it's insane. Yeah. Um. So he doesn't really want to be there for this. He, I don't, does he see Kimberly and then walk down to the field? Or does he walk down to the field and then see Kimberly? Walks down and then okay. sees her. Oh, that's right. Because Chester's like, hey, I'm going to go like talk to the girls. I'll be back here in a minute. Like, don't leave, essentially. Yeah. And so Matthew goes down to watch soccer. We get a really awful scene earlier where we finally, he's got a crush on Kimberly and is like afraid to talk to her. Um, so then he sees her at, practice and he's like oh i'll stay here to get my dick wet with kimberly sure oh god gross right well uh, i mean that's 100 percent what he was thinking and i know that because of what happens immediately after this is the second time i was deeply uncomfortable watching this fucking movie uh-huh. uh they do a dream sequence here i remembered that there was a dream sequence that's all i recalled so when it started i was like what the fuck um the sequence begins with Kimberly running slow motion towards camera in a spaghetti strap sports bra and briefs. It's a bathing suit. Is that a bathing suit? It's meant to be a bathing suit, like okay. a very high cut bikini. It's really high cut. Um, <laughs> Boobies just jiggling. And I was like, it's insane. Is... I was like, I don't, I'm like, is this meant to be like fast times of written? that's that it's it it was i i i've never seen anything like this i'm gonna say i had to look it up she would have been well now that another movie came out in april she'd have been 15 when they filmed this you cannot film Uh a 15 year old girl running toward camera in slow motion titties akimbo and have me think, oh, this is all right. And then they have that song, like, is it just Dream, Dream, Dream? Is that what the song is called? Yep. I don't. Yep. Okay. That's yeah. in the background as she's running in slow motion. I was like, oh, no, don't have her in the uniform. It's fine. I, I don't need to see all this. Then they have, we see them running to get onto a private plane. They have a really fancy hamburger dinner that I think is supposed to be fucking hilarious. When I don't know about fancy. Take off the dome and the, the saddest non top burgers. It's just bread good. and meat. Ain't got no cheese. There's not LTOP on Damn. there. It's nothing. Um, and yeah. And then later we see them get married and kiss. And all along, I'm pretty sure every time we see her, except when she's in her underpants, 
She's in like a strapless bodycon dress. And I'm like, she's 15, man. Like, this is very not all right. Questionable. It's and at at their wedding, there's there's this big overhang that says our wedding. I'm like, I don't yeah, think you would have our that wedding. your wedding. It says our wedding. <laughs> it says our wedding. Um, very weird. Uh, frankly, you cannot have and this his scene. clothing. He looks like oh, a crazy God. person in, in that suit in the first part. I, I thought. <laughs> He looks I, absurd. I, he a, he, I, I bet he thought that looked good too. I I had some questionable color. He did think he looked good. Highs and stuff when 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 I was younger during that time. But uh, oh boy, he's, he was his, a clown. His, his mix. Yeah, he looks yeah. weird. This is around the time where like I just thought of this movie like My Father the Hero with Gerard Depardieu. Oh, Gerard Depardieu. Who was That's the girl in that one? one? Remember, I had a Catherine crush on Heigl. her. Catherine Heigl. It's Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl. Wow. Okay. This is the time of, I believe, Poison Ivy with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, and the probably. Crush. Oh, and the God. crush. We should do all those movies for the podcast. Not that you mentioned them. Yeah, Poison Ivy at least. Yeah, yeah. We can do all of them. We can do all, all those. Those are all team I've wanted to do the crush. And I was just like, I don't know if that, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to make us incredibly uncomfortable. Hey, um, if we did fear, we could we do We did do fear. We, we, we had to watch her get fingered on a roller coaster to wild horses. Um, now what I, <laughs> what I will say is, oh, I think I actually heard myself. Oh, careful. You, <laughs> you, you cannot have this dream scene in the same movie where Rodney Dangerfield makes a joke about these girls not being old enough to have bras yet. Mm. You can't do them both, man. You cannot have me believe these are prepubescent girls and then show me another one running slow motion at camera. Like it's goddamn Baywatch. You can't do both of these. It was weird. I didn't like it. So I'm I'm uncomfortable yeah. twice in the first what 30 minutes, maybe? Then um we see that the plan here is well, we have to have Martha join the team because we had that first game, the girls are bad. I'm gonna get fired, can't marry your mom from a broke bitch. So the plan is have Matthew join the team, but they don't do the traditional we have to do like a makeover and make you into a girl. They oh. cut from no, it's, I'm not going to do it. And then they just, I think they might have like, is it like a, a wipe? Or does the screen like rotate around <laughs> like a sound even, effect or something? Even even better. He gives his ideas like how the team could be better. And then I, think, I thought Rodney was having a stroke <laughs> oh, for that's a second. Right. His face like turns like, <laughs> Chester. No, no. He gets Chester, really excited. Absolutely not, Chester. No way. Not going to yeah. happen, Chester. Not, it's not like if I were out there. Boom. <laughs> that's what I would do. I, I was do. out there. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah. I'm sorry, then, sir. Are you smelling toast? No, that's a heart attack. Yeah, toast is a stroke. It's also a stroke, dude. Toast it is a stroke. smells like burnt hair. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's but yeah, it just, it just. I mean, they, the, they go from I'm not gonna do this. They have like a record scratch or like a wacky sound effect, and then he's in a wig. And that is the entirety of his makeover. They don't mm-hmm. put him in makeup. They don't do that thing where it's like, we got to work on your girl voice or to walk like a girl or like no. you have to know what girls like. And so we're going to have you watch music videos. And none of that shit It's just he's he is a boy in a wig. And you're like, yep, that's good enough for me. Um, well, yeah, I think that's interesting. We didn't get a just one of the boys. You know, got to learn how to be a girl. That's right. Um, it's also like so. It kept annoying me that like he's always the only person with that his shirt tucked in 
on the field. Yes. And that's not allowed. Like, no. you have to have your shirt no. tucked in. Yeah. And well, they, it, it can it come like, untucked. You cannot go to begin the game with your shirt untucked. Yeah. And I was just like, why are they? It's just so obvious that this is, he's, this one's not like the other ones. Now, now, now that you mention it, was his shirt untucked to hide his bulge or was his shirt untucked because he's a boy and I want to tuck the shit in? I don't know. They I don't know. Explained it and it made, it's just like a little, it's, they always get certain sports details wrong. Yeah. And this is one of those ones where he's the only one that has shirt tucked in. So it makes him stand out. And it's yep. like, oh, we can't tuck it in because he doesn't have boobs. Shove a fucking sports bra on him with some socks in it. You know like, who else I didn't just... have boobs? Chew and Larimer because they're nine fucking years old. <laughs> like most <laughs> of these girls are not developed at all except for Kimberly, who's in college or some shit. Um, She's the same age as Jonathan Brandis, though. They're well, both born God. in 76. So. I mean, that's that's good. Um, but yeah, they don't like e- even looking at the wig they put him in. It is essentially the same length as like Jonathan Taylor Thomas's hair from like a year after this. <laughs> like, it's not like his hair is down to his butt. It's just it's it's styled differently, but it's not a long wig. It's like yeah, what ear length hair, a, a short bob. bob. He's it's got a bob. bob. With the bang. <laughs> yeah. The bang. Yeah, I think I think the thing was so interesting that like in one of the first games, there was a girl who had the exact same haircut as yes. Jonathan Brandis did as Matthew. So <laughs> I was, was just like, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, what we don't we need to, you know, no. And then focus on your, to, your makeup to convince me more than the hair. You don't need makeup. You shouldn't wear makeup when you play sports. It's Agreed. Um, I'll tell it to Angel Reese. <laughs> plays basketball in full fall splash. I was like, all this stuff's going to fall. This is, that that <laughs> week's going to fall off and it's going to be over. <laughs> But I guess uh, Bobby Pins. We didn't. We didn't see Jack A's teaching him how to pin down no, a wig. That is the scene we needed. Mm-hmm. Well, her wig was deeply unfortunate. Yeah, there's it, also it, a lot of bad wigs in the final game. A lot of bad wigs because it's it's stunt boys in wigs. Oh, I did, I did not clock them. You didn't. I was, cl- I was too distracted. I was too distracted by the girl in the full ACL tear knee brace. Yeah, oh, like, a, like a stone cold Steve Walker, Steve Austin knee brace. I'm like, oh, what happened? No, there's, this is bad. In a lot of the games, anybody who's good at soccer is just a an actual. <laughs> Jonathan Brandis is also an actual boy, but in what yes. they did for anybody who's good at soccer on the opposing teams, it is just a boy in a wig. Oh, and I'm like, I'm notice. sure there were girls who were good at soccer. That's hilarious to me. We're not even gonna look for them. We're just gonna decide they don't exist. Oh no. God. Okay. So then yeah. as as part of this alleged makeover, we get a scene where they go to buy him a dress. Oh God. I'm pretty sure the whole this is a scene you can cut out entirely. I don't need this at all. But I'm pretty sure we you just gotta get got those this jokes. Scene. You gotta get those hilarious jokes. Well, you know what's you know what's okay. I what's typed funny? them all out if you'd uh, like me to read them for you. We don't need that. What Are you what sure? <laughs> You, you, you want to pick a couple, you can go for it. I'll read the whole fucking thing. It's not for <laughs> We got time. Read the list. Okay. So they go to a, a I think it's just a local, it's not a it's not a national chain. It's a local Didn't dress store like, at the mall. Yeah. Which it should be a Mullen Mall, but again, we don't talk about that. Oh. Anyway. It might have um, been, I guess. <laughs> I guess we don't know. So they're going in and they need to buy a dress and they're like, well, what size? And Ronnie Dangerfield points at Jonathan Brandis and is like, oh, his size. And the woman's like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, it's her twin sister. They're the same size. And he's like, okay, great. here <laughs> you go. And then he's like, well, I need you her to here, try but all right. it on. Yeah, it's like, I need you to I need you to try it on to see if it would fit. And the woman's like, what the fuck again? Right. Um, 
with her eyes, her facial expressions, not out loud. So then they go into the fitting room and uh, Rodney goes in at one point. Oh, because Jonathan He's can't zip up the, the zip in the back. Because, yeah. oh my God, men's clothes, nothing zips in the back for you fuckers. No, I don't um, know why it does for y'all. It seems dumb as hell. Seems. <laughs> Look, the dress. We don't want it on the... Anyway, fit, whatever. Um, So he has to go in with them. And there's another woman and her daughter show up. And they're sitting outside the dress room. They notice two feet in there. We hear a man's voice. And we hear uh, Rodney go, don't worry. I'll be finished soon. Because you uh-huh. hear like Jonathan going like, ow. Uh, uh, and he goes, yeah. ow, take it easy. That hurts. Two people standing up facing each other. Facing each other. <laughs> That's the angles yeah well well and frankly i mean he was saying ow ow because he was trying to get his wig on him oh i'm sorry because there's one more line (laughs) and this is the line that really sends it i was like holy shit yeah he goes don't worry if it's too tight you'll get used to it there's a very similar scene in Dead Man on Campus that I remember. As soon as I saw this, I was like, "Oh God, Josh, you're so anal!" I'm like, oh my God, Jesus Christ! You just hear, you just, you just hear people no. like, "It's all out of context, obviously." Of but course. Uh, it's bad sitting yeah. there just like that. It's well, bad. and and the whole point of this scene is just so we can see this woman have what might be the hardest pratfall in the history of film. Yes. She falls hard. Like they come out of the dressing room. I don't know why this is the reaction that that Martha or Matthew and Chester have, but they walk out and the reaction is as though they know this woman and Mm. they they recognize her and they're going to get exposed and they like go running off. And then I guess Matthew goes running off. Chester stays behind and like talks to this lady's daughter, I suppose, or maybe uh-huh. granddaughter. Was talking an older lady, girl, yeah, and, and like touches her cheek. And then this lady, I think, fully like has a seizure, falls off the bench hard, and lies motionless mm-hmm. on the ground when she hits. Um, Not, that was the whole point know, of that scene. Doesn't go to get authorities. It's just look at this. Oh, this is so funny. I was like, this is so inappropriate. I was just well, like, what the. You know, it is, but I'll tell you, I, I'm certain in whatever that balls show we talked about before is, I know they have a scene that's like this, and it's probably so much more offensive now. Yeah. Like they I thought the way that they handled this was Midwestern polite, I would say. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll help you. I'm gonna roll my eyes when you can't see though. <laughs> like that's basically what they got. Whereas, like, I think if this happened now someone is tackling Chester to the oh, ground and like oh, calling yeah. the police and like all yep. of this. And so, yeah, they, they handled this with more um, tact, I think, than it would be done now, 30, 31 years later. Um, yeah. It was just that joke, that last joke. Uh, Don't worry if it's too tight. You'll get yeah, used to it. It was, <gasps> it was, it was a lot. It was a fucking lot. Um, not, not far off from like, just hold still. I'll be done soon. Not, not great. Uh, so um, after this, this is the next part that the third part that made me uncomfortable. Oh, God. OK, so they have a soccer game. I think they win this one. They do. They win the game. Mm-hmm. And then somehow and they didn't explain this. Somehow Martha and Chester wind up separated. They they had to come to the game together. Matthew can't drive and his mom ain't there. So like. Mm. He got to the game. They they did not leave together. Martha winds up going to 
Kimberly's house with all the other girls on the team to celebrate. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Totally makes sense. Chester gets a call on his car phone in a complete panic from Matthew saying all the girls are going skinny dipping to celebrate. What did you just say to me? It is broad daylight. It's the middle of the fucking day. There is not a single parent at this house except for the wife, the the mother of Kimberly and her grown ass father who we know was also in the house. (laughs) So like you're going to have a gaggle of nude, naked 12 year olds in the pool, kicking it. And dad is just like, y'all want some snacks? (laughs) Like what the fuck are you talking about? I promise you. I have never been like, oh my god, practice or game, whatever. Let's go all get naked in <laughs> a pool get together. Butt neck and swim together. What a great never practice happened. we had. Like, no. Never happened. I no. am convinced, man. Adrenochrome. Yep, it's all real. <laughs> Based on this. I'm like, I, I, I saw this and I'm like, you know what? Somebody uh someone wrote this and they're like, Oh yeah, this is this is what I want to see. I'm like, I mean I, I just don't yeah. get who who thinks that this is this is a real scenario that's even something that's even plausible that makes any sense? It's and and not for nothing. We know that Penny is like cripplingly self conscious about her looks. So is yeah. she really going to get booty butt naked in front of all these girls like have a party? Like what are we talking about? Why yeah. would they do this? They just needed to go swimming. I was like, oh, they're going yes. swimming. That's all totally it needed fine. to be. All you need because that's that's still too much for yeah. Martha. Yes. Matthew doesn't know how to tuck his dick back. No. Or you know, like it's it's well, it's that simple. There's just I'll, needed I'll to tell get you what into else. bathing suits. I, I I've I've seen, I believe, every episode of I Am Jazz. I know that there's been many episodes where Jazz was like, Yeah, when I was a kid and I wanted to go swimming, I had to wear like a sarong around my waist because I had a penis and like I didn't want the other kids to know. And so like I guess they probably knew, but she was self-conscious about it, of course. And so like when she had her bottom surgery and she was able to wear like a swimsuit for the first time, that was a really big deal for her to be like comfortable doing that. All you had to do, you're right, Dana, is be like, oh, we're going to go swimming in the pool. I don't have a swimsuit. You know, Kimberly gave me one of hers to wear. My whole dick is out. Like, I don't know how to handle this. Yes. My dick and balls are everywhere. Like, that's that's the right play here. But to try to convince me that all these girls between i don't know nine and 17 years old are going to get nude and swim at 2 p.m when there's a dad in the house like what are you talking about oh it was fucking nuts and then of course that leads to chester putting on a dress and going there to pick her up and i don't know how that mom didn't recognize chester like he had on a veil but it was gossamer like you could see right through that shit i don't know what was happening there Wait, that's Chester's body shape. This poor <laughs> I saw him four minutes ago. What the fuck is this? That's his van right there. Um, so another thing that happened with the Matthew Martha mix up of it all, there's what I always refer to as the Flintstones water buffaloes dilemma. Um, I think I got that from Boy Meets World. There's an episode where Corey has to have like two dates at the same time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's an episode yep. of the of the Flintstones where I think it's like Pebble's first birthday and also like the water buffaloes convention or whatever that that Fred has to go to. And he has to do both and he's running back and forth across town. And then lo and behold, he shows up at the birthday party with the water buffaloes hat on. He took the frying pan and that's how the whole thing falls apart. 
that's basically what happens here. Kimberly shows up at Matthew's house because someone told her Martha lived there. Huge fucking plot hole. How would anyone know where Martha lives? Martha's not real. (laughs) Why does anyone know where she lives? Okay. So Kimberly shows up. If it's me, I just don't answer the door, man. She doesn't know you're in there. Like you could just not, she'll leave eventually. But of course he's like, oh my God, I have to answer the door. What am I going to do? So he puts on the wig and one of his 45 floral dresses because pretty, pretty sure every dress in this movie is floral print with a lot of lace on it. So he puts on the dress. They're hanging out, watching music videos. Um, Oopsie doopsie. 10 seconds later, Chester and Bess also show up. So now Matthew has to be Matthew and Martha in the same house at the same time. There's a whole thing where it's like, I'll get us Cokes. Oh, no, we're out of Coke. I forgot the Cokes. Best drank the Coke. Let's go get Cokes. It's Coke product placement is aggressive in this scene. Um, mm. Of course, in the end, Bess sees Matthew in his Martha get up and is very confused. And like at first, she's kind of like, what's going on, guys? And then she's like, no, serious. What the fuck is going on? Like, she gets mm. so pissed so fast. And that's where this whole thing kind of gets explained. Um, a little bit later on, we're going to talk about how the movie ends in a sec here with the big game, but a little bit later on, uh, we get a scene where Martha has to go and tell Kimberly, I'm really a dude. He pulls his dick out in front of her, right? Like that's what happened in that scene, isn't it? Hmm. Pretty sure he pulled his dick out. Cause you think she's not buying it. Well, the, the like, movie, okay. the movie tells us. I the have movie, something to tell you and just, no, he says, he says, I have something I want to. What he says is, I have something I have to show you. Just and then we cut look we cut outside it. the house and we hear her scream. So, like, you uh, pulled your dick out. Like, what else yeah. are you showing her? He I guess he could have pulled off. his shirt up. Pulled I mean, the wig off. If, if it's innocent, it's just like, I took the wig off. If it's not so innocent, he just, like. I think, if, I think if it's taking the wig off, the movie shows us that. I don't think they have to they, cut away from taking the wig off. I, I think they. I, I think they. I think they want your mind to go to. He, he's yeah. showing his dick right now. Because he walks up. Dick out. He walks up and is like, from the neck down, he's in his boy clothes, but he put his wig on. So I thought it was just. Oh, that's what happened. Take my wig off. Yeah. I was pretty sure he pulled his dick out. Anyway, this movie, because it's a sports movie, it has to end with the big game. Um, was this for like the league title? Is that what? Is that what it was? Do they say? Because uh-huh. I know the whole thing was like the ladybugs always win the league, and you have to help us win. You in know my mind, this nice? is the championship game. What's if up? America's number one youth soccer publication, <laughs> oh yes, let's play soccer magazine, or like let's have a Jan here and uh. have him with the uh, with the chalk tell you where all the. <laughs> well, we did see. Stand. We did see like the the things to reveal the score get progressively crazier. That was <laughs> ridiculous. He and, spent a hundred thousand like, dollars. All the stuff around it just just had two little like flaps. Like up oh, the score six to three. I'm like, yeah. What Chester what? is watching his promotion money go to the the scoreboard, the weekly Correct. scoreboard. Of- you can't pay me. We got scoreboard so money. So brand oh, new scoreboard each week it's a write-off it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it is, it's a business know. expense but my yeah. thought process is just imagine it's a monday morning you already don't want to be there and then your boss is like hey meeting in the conference room in 10 minutes i gotta show you the score of my daughter's soccer game from this week it's like get the fuck out of here yo duckworth from last week wouldn't oh. even pony up 15 grand right. to cover the the 
the cost of the thing. And this guy's spending 15 grand on his scoreboard every at, week. At, at minimum. And, and popping champs. Oh, my God. Yes. champs. At eight in the morning on a Monday. He's got a drinking problem. Um, <laughs> So they have what I'm assuming is like the league title game at the end of this movie. Uh, Farmer Fran, Coach Bull. He brought an entire obstacle course to the game for warm-ups, I've noticed. He's he's this is why I assume it was Colorado Springs because the Air Force is there. But like oh, he's true. he's giving military, obviously, and like mm-hmm. screaming in these girls' faces. And I'm like, I'm watching them climb up a rope and like jump over a wall and hit a heavy bag, and I'm like, that's a textbook way to make sure your team is too tired to compete. Yeah. They're gonna have no fucking energy left. Correct. It did a full yeah. like Spartan run first. I refused one day and got in big trouble in gym class because we were going to play a state like tournament game for field hockey and they tried to make us run our like regular like court like monthly three quarters of a mile run. I was like, absolutely not. I got to stay energy. I got to stay playoff (laughs) game. I'm not doing it. And boy, oh boy, did I get in trouble for that? And boy, detention. oh boy, did I get yeah, like we boy, detention? Detention? Boy. Oh, I guess it is a so- class or skipping. I guess that does make no, sense. No, I was there. I well, was there. You, you were there. Went, you were physically there. I was physically there and yelled at Coach Fox, and I was like, "I will not be doing this." And you can take it up with whomever you want, but I am not running three quarters of a mile. I don't think say so. go fuck yourself, but that was my energy. <laughs> See, my dedication to high school sports was the opposite. There was a day that it was like maybe 30 degrees it was cold as shit during the football season and we had a mobile blood donation truck like come in front mm. of the school for the day and i was like oh if i give blood guess who ain't practicing today is fucking me and so like uh-huh. i think of the whatever 65 or 70 guys on the team probably 55 of us gave blood that day <laughs> i'm like yeah none of us want to fucking practice it's cold as shit our coach was mad we're like, well, what do you want us to do, coach? We're we're donating blood to help people who have blood problems. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm 17. We're trying to help the vampires, coach. <laughs> There's a don't blood shortage or something. Don't you see? Morbius um, hasn't come up with synthetic blood yet. So oh, until yeah. then, I will be donating. We don't have true blood yet. We don't. I mean, it you ever had exist. blood pudding, Coach? Where do you think they get the blood? So yeah, we I skipped on that. I my dedication to high school football was low. If it was high enough, I would have played in college. But I'm like, no, yeah. fuck it. I I'm here to like have a little bit of fun with my friends, and that was basically it for me. Um, now I forget how this came about. In this final game, Larimer gets to be good at soccer. Um, I don't know what happens first, but they put on hip hop music and all of a sudden Larimer is dribbling through people and making girls fall over and shit. Jack um, A takes her aside and teaches her how to trash talk or something. Oh, I forget the what she says ahead of it. And I was just like, I didn't need this. I yeah, don't need because... the black girl to learn how to be sassy to no. be better at soccer. And I the whole time this. we see Larimer doing her great soccer, there's obvious ADR for her talking about their mamas and shit. So I'm like, okay, well, we're doing that mm-hmm. now. I'm like, it's um, not even clever. You're not even giving no. me Muhammad Ali. You're just being an asshole. Just, <laughs> your mama ain't shit. I'm like, it's, it's not a joke, man. Um, in this last game, Chu is a killer in goal, which didn't make any fucking mm. sense. She's absolute trash in goal the first time we see her. And it's like, yeah. you have to just show her be affected by butterflies the whole time. They don't do that. They just show her. It's basically the opening credits from Daria playing volleyball. The ball goes by her. It's like, oh, uh, <laughs> she's not trying. Sure. Yeah, so like in the last game, she goes to Chester. She's like, hey, I'm ready to play in goal, coach. 
And he's like, all right, get in there. And she's Hope Solo. And I'm like, well, who was in goal before this? <laughs> who, like, got you all these wins? I don't yeah. know. Then um, we also have a scene where uh, Sally Ann gets fouled and breaks a nail. And that's the only scene from the movie that I remembered <laughs> somehow. But get those nail breakers is a chant that My breaks nail. out. They broke her nail. <laughs> and, like, the whole the whole crowd is, is incensed by this. Um, yeah. That turns her into Ronaldinho. So, like, I don't know. These girls need a little bit of tiny motivation, and they're all as good as Martha all of a sudden. Um, Now, the other things we get from this last game is that Kimberly's parents are horrible people. Because we said her dad was like, you aren't allowed to play. You can come and sit in the stands with us and cheer cheer your teammates on, or you can stay your ass at home. You're not playing today. So she stays at home. Um Martha cannot play in this game because obviously his mom is like, you're not fucking doing this. And also we have to break up now, Chester. (laughs) Like this is it for us is what she should have said. Um, But he goes to get her and bring her to the game. She plays. Her dad is pissed. She gets fouled uh, for a penalty kick. Oh, never seen this before. Right. This is interesting. This is a brand new thing. Uh, Again. Yep. I I can't help but say Mighty Ducks borrowed from this movie. (laughs) They borrowed heavily. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So she, they, they point out that if it's a penalty kick, any player can take the kick, which is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kimberly takes it herself because Chess is like, no, 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 it's it's your kick, Kimberly. This, the way they film and edit this, terrible. She she kicks it in a way oh, that I'm had not. me saying, "This is Roberto Baggio." In it's eight thousand feet above the goal. Exactly. Right. Yes. It's- Roberto Baggio, 92 World Cup, penalty kick, over the crossbar. I'm like, how have you punted Ridiculous. this shit? <laughs> Nuts. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what happens here. And I'm like, oh, this ball is going nowhere near the goal. And then it goes in, but it's still going up as it goes in. And I'm like, you mm-hmm. showed it coming down <laughs> just yeah. a second ago. Yeah. So yeah. she makes, yeah, she. I, I know. I, this is me overanalyzing. But she makes the goal. Uh all the cheering breaks out, but it takes her mom to like tap her dad on the shoulder. Like, hey, we did it. It's like you didn't hear everyone around you erupt in applause. And I, I apparently not. Um, he wasn't watching. But, Ugh, Kimberly's yeah. doing something. I don't care. Yeah, that, that girl is doing something again. Um, so, yeah, they win the big game. Parents are all really excited. Could have been the end of the movie. Instead, they tack on a scene that i did not need i i completely <laughs> unnecessary um we see all these boys in oh no Mullen. no so then oh. we get it wrapped up where they win yeah uh mr mullen's like chester you get the promo oh that's right bess is waiting at the car takes chester back <laughs> the no day after asked. she finds out right. matthew and kimberly kiss they do kiss all all gravy they do kiss happy endings all around because okay. i can quit my job now yeah. I'm back with you, Chester. Let's do it. I don't want to work no more. You dressed my, my son up as a girl for, 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 and for lied to me. A number of weeks, perhaps months. But yes. sure. It's been up for yeah, a long yeah. time. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, all everything, good everything's fine. Everything, everyone's happy. Um, yeah, we get the shot on the bus of all these boys in Mullen baseball uniforms. Um, a nice charter bus. Yeah, nice charter bus. And Chester is giving them a pep talk about how they're going to go out there and they're going to win. 
because you're men. And that's what you do as men is you win. All right, men, you ready with there be men? We're all men. All right, men. Mm-hmm. And they get yep. off the bus and then Tommy Lasorda, of all people, <laughs> shows mm-hmm. up for a cameo. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm a baseball coach, too. And I heard that you put a in girl the film. <laughs> in the film. Yeah, I, I heard you put a <laughs> cannoli. Coach Cannoli. He walks up and he's like, hey, are you Chester Lee? Well, I'm Coach Cannoli. <laughs> what? <laughs> so fucked. And he's like, yeah, I heard that when you coach soccer, you had a boy on the team, blah, blah, blah. And Chester's like, I would never do that. How dare you, sir? I'd never. And then we cut, and of course, it's all the boys. Or he's like, all right, girls, get out there and win. And it's all the boys in the team in wigs, what? which is 100% what Ben Shapiro thinks will happen if trans kids get to play sports. Yeah, that and yeah. You, that, that, hey, if he keeps getting away with it, he's just like, I'll have the whole team this time because I'll get away with it. Um, this is BS high. I mean, that's what this is. This is just Bishop Sycamore. Um, Bishop Sycamore. Oh, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect document. That's like. Like Mullen loudly says to like Jack A, oh, I heard Chester put a boy on the team. That's the ingenuity and outside of the box. Yes. I was like, shh, don't say that out loud. Well, and you because know, what one else? person hears there's a boy on the team, <laughs> all your fucking wins are vic- like Take that banner down, shit, vacate those right? wins. But you see, and that's the part that the last point that I have here is I don't know about commercial real estate, it's not my field of expertise. This company has got to be up to its eyeballs in corruption. He yeah. finds out you have cheated your way to all of these wins on my daughter's soccer team. And his response is, you get the promotion. I need to get you on the fast track to partner. And I'm just like, well, that's not you guys yeah. are going to get sued uh, or yeah. shut down or you're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah it's outside it's, the box thinking. Well, that's what it takes I mean, to win. Talking about box. Um, so one of the things we like, <laughs> one of the things we like doing on this pod is talking, take a look at a minor character to see if this movie was a start of big things, the peak of their whole career. So it's time for an IMDb deep dive. Uh, we're diving on, I guess it's Jandy Swanson, Yandy, Yandy, Great something, uh, Penny, Penny Pester. Uh, huh. she has 22 total credits. This is her 18th credit. So like basically right at the end of her career, uh, her first role was a trick or treater in a TV show called my sister, Sam in 1987. She was mm-hmm. in less than zero, which I think it's the whole brat pack, right? I know it's a James Bader movie. Um, uh, no, that's, um, St. Elmo's fire. No, he's in that too. I think he's I the male think, lead in Less Than Zero, isn't he? I think that was Andrew McCarthy and was like, Robert, maybe Robert Ro- Downey and, Jr. And, and Robert Downey oh, Jr. Oh, shit. Well, shame on me. Well, she's in that. Uh, she's in one episode each of Matlock, Full House, L.A. Law, and Star Trek The Next Generation. She is oh. in Pumpkinhead, uh, two sure. episodes of Designing Women, an ABC After School Special, three episodes of Baywatch. Then she plays young Dorothy in one episode of Golden Girls, and I want to watch that fucking episode. I've not Mm. seen it yet. I want to see all of them as little kids. (laughs) Like I want to go back and watch that. Um, Then 1992 was a big year for her. So she was in A Woman Scorned, the Betty Broderick story as Debbie Broderick. I'm assuming that was a made-for-TV film. Then she was in Ladybugs, and then in that same year, she was in Her Final Fury, Betty Broderick, the last chapter as Debbie Broderick again. So they made two uh-huh. Betty Broderick movies in 92. Yes, I don't know lady. what. Oh, you don't know Betty Broderick? 
Oh, they just made another like mini series. Dirty, like, Dirty John, America. Dirty John Betty Dirty was about John Betty Broderick. Broderick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she kills her husband is the important part of the story. Oh. She's just she murders her husband. Um, but I think it must have been right around ninety two because for them to make two made for TV movies in the same year, I always lump uh, Betty Broderick together with Lorena Bobbitt and um, oh god, uh, Mary Jo Botafuco. Where it's just like, yeah, it's it's just there was a, a, a stretch of insane true crime stories in the early but a 90s. Fuco, but a Fugo, but a Fugo, but a That's all that's all you had to say on late night TV. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but a Fugo. Uh she murdered her ex-husband and his second wife in eighty nine, and her second trial began in ninety one. So there you go. Yeah. So this is probably right after the sentencing, I'm assuming. Um yes. So then she was in Roseanne and unauthorized biography in 94. So like pretty early on in the Roseanne story to making biographies about her. Um, she's in one episode of Beverly Hills 90210. And then her final role was something called I Love Your Work in 2003. Uh, she's produced four things since 2016 and was a production manager in 2022's Cinnamon with Damon Wayans and Pam Greer. Um, mm. I think Pam Greer plays cinnamon in that movie it's, it's like a black exploitation kind of a send-up film um but yeah i mean to go from 2003 be out of the industry for 13 years and then get back in it that's kind of interesting um and yeah she was i mean she was fine in this movie she obviously had a bit of a career and then i think she might have just been like yeah i'm done with this but there is your penny pester um that does bring us to the end of this episode. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's 10 months in superlatives. Uh, it's similar to last week. They all have one trait. So bear with me here. Sally Ann is most likely to put on a full face of makeup before going to the gym. Larimer is most likely to read a bitch for absolute filth. Chu is most likely to become an entomologist. Penny is most likely to refer to herself as an ugly duckling when she was a child. Kimberly is most likely to have a strange relationship with her mom and dad. And Matthew is most likely to make a grand gesture to impress a girl he barely knows. Mm. Um, this next movie is Dana's pick. Dana, what are we going to talk about next? Okay. So I first thought, I was like, oh, there's a Christmas movie we had forgotten about. Oh. With a teen in it. Because Bill told me the main character was a teen. But it's not because in Gremlins, oh. the main character works at a fucking oh. bank. Yeah, no, so... he's not a teen. <laughs> that man's got a full job. He lives oh. alone. <laughs> I thought he was a little kid, not a little kid, oh. but like a teenager. So nice. No, no, he, so he's excited. got a whole career and everything. Okay, well, I was excited to pick that one, and then I did some research, and I was like, "Oh, Homeboy uh, is not a kid." No. Um, so then, this other film I picked is because earlier this month. This gentleman received a uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It is mm -hmm. sent over winter break, and it's one mm -hmm. I've always been thinking about doing. And it is The Good Son, also from like 92 or 93 or something. Let's all get real creeped out. Uh -huh. Sorry, Macaulay Culkin. It's the movie he, it's the reason why he couldn't be in Rookie of the Year. He was doing his one for me film, yeah. The Good Son. God, I remember the trailer. Like it was fucking yesterday, yep. because it was I was I was obsessed with Macaulay Culkin from uh -huh. from Home Alone. I'm like, what is this movie? What is that? Yeah. Can we go see that? My parents are like, we're not going to see that. Yeah, this this trailer and and oh, for whatever you. reason for whatever reason Dolores Claiborne is something I saw that the uh, yeah yeah preview for, but never actually saw. 
it's, that's it's um, that's Kathy Bates, right? It was uh-huh. Kathy Bates. See, yeah. <laughs> never saw that movie. Know the trailer though. I know. Post, a lot of post snow. misery. She made this film. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I've never seen it, but I was <gasps> aware of it as a kid. Yeah, I just know it was creepy as shit, and I don't know really anything about it other than like this is an unsettling film. So yeah, so this will be right before from... Christmas. So yeah. I really was trying. I really thought Gremlins. I thought he was a teenager in that. I think one, the only one. Christmas movie. The only one is I'll be home for Christmas, starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And Devin Sawa? I think I think they're both in that one together. Hmm. And which one? I'll be home for Christmas. Or is that just Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Uh, I'm not or sure. Or just Devin Sawa. <laughs> one of them is in that movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've never seen it, but it's like it's the only one that I can think of that's like an explicitly teen Christmas movie. We're like, I don't want to watch that though. Um, hmm. Yeah, the good son. That'll be fun. Yeah. Though. Uh guys, that does it for this week's episode. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Recapping Gown Pod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And join our Facebook group, the Recapping Gown Fan Club. We'll keep the discussion going in there all week. If you guys have any opinions or memories of this movie, we'd love for you to jump in and let us know what you think. But if you didn't like what you heard, to quote Harland, to me, you look like a giant asshole. <laughs> Millennials, <laughs> see you next week. <laughs>